Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter-day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Surviving Sister Wives, the podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily while recapping Sister Wives on TLC. I'm Corey. And I'm Carly. And welcome back. Hope that you all enjoyed your holidays. Mine was great. It was great. An emergency appointment to the dentist is always a great way to follow up a holiday weekend. Nice little abscess exploding in your mouth. <laughs> Pretty cool. All right, everybody just... TMI. Turned the podcast off, so yeah. thank you, Corey. Good time. <laughs> so you may notice I have a little uh, congestion that's back again. It's just a nice, you know, sinus infection. Some post-nasal drip. <laughs> Side effect of the uh, the tooth infection. <laughs> There you go. I'm off to a great 2023. How are you? <laughs> yeah, this is the first episode of 2023. It's going to be good. I got a good feeling about this one. <laughs> do you? I do. I sure do. All right. We are talking about season 17, episode 16, one-on-one part two. Part due. It's always part due because they got to do these in three parts. This isn't just a tell-all. This is one-on-one. I have to say, this was really disappointing Especially because we watched the Happily Ever After tell-all first for 90 Day Fiancé. Which they keep coming up with better ways to do the tell-alls. It's, they're just adding variations to it, complexity, different ways of getting information. So if you haven't seen it, what they did was pair up people in the cast and they went out to a bar or went out shopping and they had little conversations. And this would have been so much more interesting to watch Christina and Janelle out at a bar catching up. You're stoking the fire. You're seeing something from a different angle where somebody's already providing you outside perspective, things to get upset about. And we're like bridging the gap from the time between where the season ended and the tell-all picks up. So I liked it. Kudos 
over to 90 Day Fiance. It's rare that you get one of those, especially for Happily Ever After. Gonna step up that postseason game. I think that's what I'm trying to get at. But the TLC description for this one is, as the sit-downs continue, the Browns reveal difficulties that go back decades, including a short time where Janelle left the family. The family discusses Cody's meltdown, and Robin shares anger over the lack of support from her sister wives. I didn't realize that the thing about Janelle leaving was in the episode description. <laughs> yeah, old news. They really thought we were going to be as shocked as Suki was, huh? Yeah, they're basing the entire reaction off of Suki's reaction, which was misplaced at best. The writer also did not read Robin's number one New York Times bestseller. That's clear. Equally surprised. I got an episode rewrite, of course. I'm ready for it. Mary sets the record straight on who left who. Whom? Whom? Who left whom? Did I correct that? I don't know. <laughs> Cody shit talks Christine for shit talking her sister wives. Suki forgets Robin's New York Times bestseller. Jamar Moore checks his DMs. This is true. <laughs> that was the most shocking and exciting part of the tell-all, in my opinion. I think so, yeah. When Christine got all fired up. We no, knew she was our freaky bitch. Oh, she's free. Yeah, come on. Before we get into the episode... A couple of quick announcements. Just a reminder that you can join us over in the virtual cul-de-sac on patreon.com slash surviving pod, where you can also listen to our recaps of seasons one through nine of Sister Wives. That's right. We'll be picking up on our rewatch during the off season here at season 10. Just getting into the Mary Catfish situation. The dark times, as they're referred to on more recent seasons. And for anyone who hasn't joined us for a rewatch before The Way It Works is you can listen to all of the old episodes, so again, seasons one through nine on Patreon, but we'll pick back up with season 10 on the public feed where you're listening now. Before we get into the episode, we do have a voicemail from one of our legal wives, Jen. Hi, Corey and Carly. This is legal wife, Jen. And uh, my question for you is, the tell is pretty boring so far. I feel like we know pretty much everything Suki really isn't asking a lot of hard-hitting questions. So my question for you is, who really is your dream host or hostess to do this tell-all? And what do you think would be a better representation of getting the truth out of these people or asking the real questions? Um, Because my idea is bringing back the anthropology students or even Cody's ex-friend, Ken, Someone who's going to, someone who's known them, who's known them on the show, and can get to maybe a little bit more, make them a little bit more uncomfortable. Make Cody in particular a little bit more uncomfortable. Love you guys. Have a good day. Bye-bye. I enjoy this question because the whole time I was watching the tell-all, I kept thinking, man, Sookie, episode one, you had me. I felt like your dedication to hosting this tell-all had improved year over year. And then this episode, I was disappointed. I thought she went and did her homework. I thought that she was coming into this with a little bit more knowledge. I think she knew how to read Cody a little bit better and to not let him skate as easily. But he's just straight up shutting down on a few of these questions. I mean, you can't force somebody to answer a question. And he is being overly dramatic and just deciding not to answer some things. I mean, you can kind of force someone to answer a question by telling them you're not going to pay them if they're not going to participate fully in the tell-all. 
Well, that would change his tune, I think, between him and Robin. <laughs> Robin, all you have to do is tell her that Cody talked to me about this stuff, and then she'll go, oh, okay, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I would tell her. Cody told me all about this. Cody told me a lot. What was your perspective? Just don't give any any actual facts. Just let her come up with the story. And see what happens. See how close it ends up. All right. So who would I want to host this? I thought about this. And I'm going to need Colleen. You remember Colleen from Escaping Polygamy, who was back in, what, season five? Yeah, this was going way back. I'm going to need her to come back and host this tell-all so that she can tell Cody Brown that he did not fool her and that she sees right through him. And attack him the entire time that she asked some questions. She had him dialed in, basically from the start. As soon as they were walking through and taking a tour of the houses in Vegas, this some bullshit. So she's my first choice. Okay. Who would be yours? Uh, I would have to go with Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper. <laughs> Both. Both of them. Yeah, just like the New Year's Eve. Sober or under the influence? Um, I would say sober. Sober, yes, okay. I would say sober for this. For this, I would say under the influence, just because I want to see Anderson Cooper giggle every time Cody and Robin answer questions. Well, I think that's the thing that needs to change as part of the format as well, too. Obviously, it's fine to do the one-on-one -on -one interviews to an extent, but then you have to bring everybody all together if you're going to finish out with that, or if you're going to start with a whole group thing and then go to the individual stuff to get the real story of what was coming out in the group discussion. Either way, you got to go. Group discussion in addition to. I agree. But what if we did like a teen mom style tell all where there's an, a live studio audience. There are people to both give applause and boo. You can have people ask questions, come up to the mic and ask a question directly to whoever is on stage. Do they still do that? No, they used to do it way back in the day. They yeah, don't do it this, anymore. That's old. This is old news. But so what? We, we, the audience works. has questions. We're going to adopt the format, though. If I know the content better than the host, then I'm going to be asking the questions. That's what needs to happen. They're like, how do we filter this? How do we screen this? You don't. You shouldn't. We need some real historians in here. Sister wives historians. Maybe that's what we need. Yeah, I think we needed somebody who was going to fact check along the way. So almost like a presidential candidate debate where they're going to be fact-checking, but like in the moment, though. So almost like a Jeopardy judge, where they have to be like, is that a is that a correct response? Like when Cody was trying to say Mary got him a really cool birthday gift and then tied it back to the, I almost just said hash browns. I guess that's a dream of mine. Just write that down, okay, for a future anniversary. I would like a bag of hash browns, uh, but I'm referring to the Rice Krispies. One hash brown for each year of <laughs> wedded bliss. <laughs> but it would have to be, well, you'd have to go with like the actual like hash brown, the the little rectangle, like yes, one, pressed one. Yeah. Not just shredded potatoes. No, 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 no. There's no. no way to quantify. Right. We have to be able to count. It has to have symbolism <laughs> and meaning. Anyway, I would erase my hand right away. Flagging it. That was not your birthday, Cody. Incorrect. Wrong month. You're mistaken. You are. This story does not add up. No, nope. Suki had no idea what she was walking into. She was fed a whole line of bull. What if we just put him on a lie detector the whole time? Like it's Maury. Inadmissible in court, but I mean, I think it could drum up some drama. But the court of public opinion, the court of reality TV show. He's already opinion. lost there. <laughs> He's already lost that. All right. Thank you so much for that question, Jen. I don't know why we went on for so long talking about it, but That's that was time. fun. It's better content than the, uh, the tell-all that we're going to dive into here. But 
Remember to swing by patreon.com slash survivingpod, where every dollar you pledge makes us just a little bit more successful than my sister wife's closet. Huge thanks to all of our patrons out there, except for the basement wife tier. By the way, did anyone see Christine's TikTok where she announced she would no longer be filming in Flagstaff? It was her last day having to shoot on the couch there. Well, everybody was freaking out because they were like, oh, my God, does this mean that Christine's leaving the show? Is she done filming for Sister Wives? Of course not. She's not going to drive all the way back to Flagstaff to film these stupid segments anymore. No, she has upgraded her life. Her basement in her home is now her own little studio. So she's studio basement wife (laughs) so she used to live in the basement and now the set lives in her basement started at the bottom now we're here all right we pick up where we left off which was Suki telling mary about how she pretty much missed her opportunity to get back with cody because christine sabotaged it yeah so we're doubling back on a couple of shots a few of these looked strikingly similar because i remember cody reaching over and grabbing suki Again, I don't know if he grabbed her chair or if he grabbed her leg. I think it was the chair. I think it was too close for comfort anyway. It was too close and it alarmed Suki no matter what contact was happening there. She doesn't want physical contact with Cody. And then they included the weird shot where he like sticks his tongue out of his mouth. I missed that again. You missed that? How did you miss it? Well, I saw him flicking his tongue last week, so I didn't need to relive (laughs) that. I was just getting so confused because then I think we got into a clip that they released early. So I thought that we had already watched it last time. Yeah, I was like, how much of this are we going to recycle from last week? But yeah, I think it was something that got leaked last week. It was a weird fever dream. Because yeah, Robin's going into this whole thing about how she doesn't want to talk bad about Christine, but she's gonna. (laughs) Because apparently Cody's already talked to Suki about this. So that's the green light for Robin to talk about this. Which again, Suki, use that to your advantage. Tell Robin. I've already talked to Cody about this. He brought this up. What's your opinion about this? And see what she says. COVID protocols, nanny rules, relationship with Gabe and Garrison. Use it to your advantage. I feel like the next step in Suki's interviewing career is to learn how to interrogate people. Like, I feel like she needs to go to some type of detective or police-led conference where they teach you how to interview people. For this family specifically, we'd get more out of them, you think? It'd be so easy to trick Robin into admitting that she committed a crime she didn't even commit. Yeah, she'd be first to confess. (laughs) Absolutely. So she's backing up Cody's lie. She saw Christine flipping out at her house. She didn't know what it was about. Cody ended up telling her later on. And by later on, she means like 15 minutes before they came into the room today. Right, yeah. Just rewriting history in that sort of way. When they were coming up with their stories in the car ride on the way here. And Suki's like, wow, so you mean to tell me that you could have basically changed the entire trajectory of Mary's life because she's been unable to reconcile with Cody. So if Cody wanted to do that at one point and then Christine blocked that from happening, that would have changed Mary's life. And Robin just goes, it sucks. Sucks to suck. She almost laughs at the end of saying it sucks. Oh, yeah, because it sucks for Mary. (laughs) More so than anybody. You know what? It really sucks for Mary because Robin was supposed to be her best friend and definitely among the sister wives group, her best friend, sister wife. Right. What is that? Like your your BFFSW? Uh, oh, <laughs> BFSW. They need an acronym. Could have been on a necklace for my sister wife's closet. But the fact that she never told Mary about this, that's alarming. 
Yeah, it's just weird that it's. it almost sounds like Christine's just being blamed for everything after the fact. Doesn't it sound like that? It almost seems a little bit like that. Because this is where Christine's getting frustrated. This is ridiculous. To make that accusation, why? What would Christine have to gain from stopping Cody and Mary reconciling? Nothing to gain from that scenario for her. The only thing I could see is maybe time. The more wives he's on a good page with, the less time he has to spend with you. I don't think he was ever spending a lot of time at Mary's house. I was going to say, I don't think that that was going to eat into the equation that much because we know whose house he's at all the time. Right. And Mary has no children left at her house. So it's not like he has an additional responsibility over at Mary's house should they get back together. This is where things get a little suspicious, suspicious because Suki has to let Mary know, yeah, Christine stepped in, intervened and prevented this from happening. And Mary's like, well, that sounds weird. Odd that Christine wouldn't remember this because Christine denies it basically and says, I never remember any sort of conversation like that. But Cody remembers it. Not only does Cody remember it, Robin somehow magically remembers this confrontation that took place between Cody and Christine as well at Robin's house. So I'm not sure if that was Mary coming to the realization, oh, that's interesting that Cody and Robin remember, but Christine doesn't. I'm not sure if that was a slight at Christine for not remembering or if it was like a, oh, shocker that Robin agrees with Cody on this thing that probably didn't happen. So first I thought that it was the former, that it was a dig at Christine. And then I thought more about how she said interesting in response to Robin having known. And that's when I thought, all right, put on the merry brain. Let's lock it in. Let's let's soak in it. What would she think about this? Betrayal. It's a betrayal. Mary's the victim. Robin knew this whole time that Cody wanted to get back together with her and never told her and never told her that Christine was the only obstacle keeping Cody from getting back together with her. Remember that sad conversation that they had out on Coyote Pass, just Robin and Mary, where Robin was like, don't give up, Mary. You're doing a good job. Would have been a great time to mention that her husband was open to reconciling with her. At one point, because basically Mary's saying, there's no point. This is never going to happen. And Robin's like, oh, just hold on. Hold on a little bit longer. That's maybe the time to bring up the fact that the sister wife who's now leaving the family was the one who was keeping your husband away from you. But that didn't happen, which is why I don't think it really even ever happened. Now, we hadn't formulated that storyline yet. So we didn't have that narrative to push at that time. That's why there are inconsistencies in this story. It's not because she was trying to protect Mary or protect Christine in any way either. It's just they hadn't thought this up yet. So Mary just tells Suki, look, it's disheartening that he was at that place two years ago, but he's completely closed that door now. And that's pretty clear to me at this point. Mary's been spending a lot of time, a lot of years full of hope, trying to improve herself. And basically, she's just being told flat, outright by Cody, that's not good enough. I'm not interested. I thought this was sad because Cody has always seemed to blame Mary and her personality as to why he's not attracted to her. So she went out and tried to actively change those things about herself. And then he still said, no, thank you. No, still not interested. No, thank you, Mary. And this is where Mary makes it very, very clear to us. Look, I love Cody Wynn. Brown to my dying day. He is the one who left me. I love bread. (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) She said it with the same amount of passion. Right. I thought this was genius of Mary because Cody has made a very concerted effort until now to make sure everybody thinks the other sister wives have left him. And she's making it clear that's not what happened here. I want to be with him. He made a choice not to love me and to no longer have a relationship with me. For the record, yes, she's stating this to make sure that we all know Cody is the one who has confirmed he does not consider them married anymore. He does not love her. He doesn't want anything to do with her, but she's still here. Speaking of the record, Mary has been teasing on Instagram what appears to be a possible book that she's writing. Oh, I thought you said she was going to put out a record, put out an album. What would that sound like? I would love to hear Mary's greatest hits. Smash hit singles. Yeah. Single smash hits. Uh Uh-oh. Well, while smashed. (laughs) Recorded while smashed. Single smashed hits. So I don't know. Is she writing a book? She also had a weird, what did her sweatshirt say on Friday with Friends? Something about the story. Bold choices make good stories. Something like that. She keeps talking about stories. There's more to the story. A picture of her holding a book with her face in it. She's trying to tease something. But she was doing that when she was first going to her mentorship on putting together the conference that she was going to rake a bunch of money in on. Who knows what she has planned, but... She, she just recycled that post. So it's like, are you just circling back on the writing idea? Is that something that you're pursuing now? Or was this just something that you had that laying around in your Instagram stories and you forgot that you posted it already? And now you're applying it to a completely different storyline. We're rewriting history again. Just everybody in this family. We need TikToks dedicated to Mary's Instagram like people are doing for Britney Spears. That's why we have, yeah, Mary's Graham is part of the, uh, the Patreon support, too. You get the deep dives every month from Carly. I thought you were just taking credit for my work. No, I have more journalistic integrity than that. Finally, we get Janelle. There's not enough Janelle in this tell-all so far. But what do we get? We get no regrets. That's right. They're taking a walk down memory lane. We're reliving... All of the good moments the family have had over the years. And again, we had to dig pretty deep. Anytime we have to go back to good footage, it's a decade ago. Did you like that they started with the wedding, with Robin and Cody's wedding? Season one. We had to go all the way back to season one to find some good times. They included when Mary was uh, riding down that hill into the side of the rental home for Christmas. Well, they didn't include that specific clip. They just showed children sledding. We missed out. I just got excited and remembered that. Yeah, we missed out on the real gem of that episode, which was Mary launching herself into orbit. Did they show the kids getting adopted? No. Interesting. That was a pretty big storyline. Wasn't a good time, though. It was a lot of hard work and a lot of heartache for Mary. Well, Mary and Chanel both tell Sookie, like, that was heartwarming. I really enjoyed watching that footage. That was a nice time in our family. In the past that no longer exists anymore. Yeah, it doesn't. It's gone now. But oh man, Robin's heart swelled. She really lit up and broke down at uh, remembering back on their fantastic fondue date where I believe they had baby Saul in the little kid carrier next to him too. Came out for the date. Chaperone. That was his first job title. What a beautiful moment. But isn't this just the natural progression? Don't you have good times when your kids are young and then everybody gets older and then everybody hates each other and we just kind of split off and fragment and we're not a family anymore? I I don't think that's the way every family works. Really? (laughs) Seems to be something that Janelle and Mary are very comfortable with. They were like, isn't this just the way it goes? 
I mean, maybe that's very normal in plague families. I don't know. I think the big problem here, and Suki kind of points it out as well, too, is Mary was very young when she got married to Cody. Cody was pretty young. Mary was 19. Cody was 22. So maybe we're getting to this point where the adults, so-called adults in the family, don't even know who they are as individuals. So it's kind of weird when they start discovering who they are in their 40s and 50s. Well, that's interesting because I think Mary had that crisis when Leon left for college. And Cody did not because Cody still had many other children to take care of and have that be his identity. Correct. Yeah. He's like, I don't have to think about these thoughts. I don't have to be alone with my thoughts yet. (laughs) And Mary's like, "Uh, I got married at 19. I have no fucking idea who the hell I am. Or what I want to do with my life. She found what she wanted to do pretty quickly. But everybody else poo-pooed. Poo-pooed the catfish? I don't think we're talking about the same thing. (laughs) I don't think we're talking about the same (laughs) thing. I was thinking about going back to college. Working with at-risk youth. Oh, they hated everything she wanted to do. They hated all that. Yeah. They hated that. They hated uh, the Airbnb. The mayor B&B. Every idea that she's had, it's just been met with opposition. There's no support. Maybe that's because Cody's been holding a grudge against her. He's jealous of her successes. Well, he was really annoyed with her going back to the very beginning of their marriage. And this is when he tells us a little bit about how he and Mary had problems Before Janelle even came into the picture. So we're basically like a couple months into marriage and Cody is done with Mary. He can't believe that he is bonded to this woman for eternity. And what's more embarrassing than divorce? He can't do it. He can't muster and bring himself to divorce Mary. That seems like the best time, doesn't it? That would have been the best time to do it is to just realize I really don't like this person. And I don't want to build an entire family around this relationship and this dynamic that we have going on here. No. What does Cody do instead? Let's bring in another wife. Let's dilute this relationship. Let's water it down a little bit. A little too strong. And that apparently was Janelle's purpose to get him some much needed distance from Mary. But that didn't even work because then there's animosity between Janelle and Mary. So now what do we got? We only got more problems. And he really fucked it up because he's bringing... Janelle into Mary's house. There's all kinds of fights going on. He can't handle it. Then Christine basically begs him to join the family. She comes into the family. They all start having kids together. And that's kind of what helps calm things down. It just distracts everyone. We don't have things to focus on to be mad at each other. We have more things that we need to work together to get through. So then is it a surprise that when the children leave... What they're left with is a group of people who don't like each other. It's a bunch of crap relationships because that's what you had before you had kids. <laughs> but why is this such a shock to everybody? These five adults haven't figured this out. This is mind-blowing. How come nobody has said this to them? You didn't like each other before you started a family. Why are you going to like each other now? Why is this confusing? It was a struggle at first. Everything was a struggle at first. That's what we're coming right back to, because now everything is a struggle again. Suki was very intrigued by the whole Mary and Janelle not getting along thing. She wants to know about them butting heads. What was that about? It was about everything, literally. Everything, Suki. Literally everything. everything. The soap we used. Which laundry detergent was acceptable for the family. If we cleaned the crumbs well enough off the table after dinner. Do oranges go in the fridge or do they stay on the counter? It's a citrus fruit. I can tell you bananas shouldn't go in the fridge. Well, Mary knows where bananas go. Well, damn it. I walked right into that. (laughs) 
<laughs> She's got a special storage spot for those. Oh, boy. The issue was Mary's aggressive. She's straightforward. That's her personality. She doesn't mind confronting people. And Janelle really didn't know how to handle that. And Christine kind of didn't either. And I don't know if this is entirely accurate because I don't think that Mary is up front. I think she's passive aggressive and she says things and then she'll hide behind that as well too because people will not call her out on things. She'll just be saying things that upset them and they just kind of roll with it. I could see her walking around though like someone just went grocery shopping. Janelle's put all the groceries away and Mary walks into the kitchen and just stops dead in her tracks, stares at the countertop and goes, who put oranges on the countertop? And then Janelle's like, Jesus Christ, she noticed that I put oranges. Was that wrong? Do oranges not go on the countertop? Do they go in the refrigerator? Do they go in a cabinet? What did, what did I do wrong? And then Mary is all too happy to tell you that you are wrong. You keep the oranges in the fruit drawer in the refrigerator. The refrigerator. I <laughs> just called it a refrigerator. No? You think she, she doesn't walk into the kitchen after dinner and, and step on one fucking crumb that she found on the floor walking around barefoot or the dishes yeah the dishes would be in the sink and she'd be upset that the dishes are in the sink that was a big fight for them because i think janelle mentioned that in the book where janelle usually at the end like after dinner she would leave dishes in the sink because she gets up early she would do them in the morning she's comfortable with that leaving dishes in the sink overnight mary is not comfortable with that and mary didn't allow that to happen in her household I think you guys needed to go to college. That was the problem. That's a big problem. Just co-living. Yeah, <laughs> you, need to go, you need to have some roommates before you go ahead and get married because uh, these are common scenarios that people work through in their early 20s. It's true. And how many kids does it take to get over this fight? I don't know. Five, ten? Christine's talking about how she was stressed all the time because everything had to be freaking perfect for Mary and she never knew. Was Mary mad? Was she not mad? Is she upset? I can't tell. I can't read her. So that's what I'm saying. If you can't read her, she's not upfront. She's being passive aggressive and she's not confrontational in that way either. So to say that she is confrontational is inaccurate. I don't think that is an appropriate label to put on the way that Mary interacts with people. But don't you think maybe she's confrontational when she'll say something and then maybe Janelle goes to the do they belong here or why, you know, is it okay that I, I, I like to leave the dishes in the sink overnight? And then she's going to tell you all the reasons why you're incorrect. Here's the thing. She's not confrontational. She's problematic. <laughs> that is the phrase. That is the definition that I would like to use to explain Mary's communication style. Okay. Fair. Cause it's not good because the things that are being said are being said in a way that are belittling to other people because then that's what Christine was like. I can't ever tell. Is she mad at me? Is she not mad at me? I can't keep up with which person am I going to deal with? What am I walking into here? Is she going to blow up at me? Or is she going to congratulate me on how great of a job and how awesome this is? The only thing that's really been consistent in a lot of their stories is how unpredictable Mary is. Well, it's just like Cody. And that's the same thing that you get from him, too, because you're always flip flopping. You never know. What's going on? Is this a happy day? Sad day? Angry day? Upset day? No, 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 Corey. Cody is always optimistic. He lost that sunny disposition due to COVID. <laughs> and Gabe and Garrison <laughs> robbing the light of his life. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. 
Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, this is the biggest sin of the episode where Suki, who clearly, again, never opened a page of Becoming Sister Wives, is shocked when Cody tells her that Janelle left at one point, you know? Years ago, she left. Yeah, this 20-year-old truth bomb that he's been sitting on. Suki had no idea. She thinks she has uncovered this. This is some hashtag journalism that we are all going to be impressed by. No. But what is this? We're getting a rewriting? A live-action rewriting of what's going on, though, because Cody is blaming Janelle leaving the family that we talked about in the book. He's blaming her problems with Mary and Christine. That's why Janelle left. No. That's not. She told us why. Right. Janelle chose to stay in Wyoming because she had a good job. She was enjoying her life there. Everything was stable. She had a house. Her kids were there. She wasn't willing to leave for another harebrained scheme that Cody came up with. He's going to move off to Utah and get another job. Because they were, they had moved up to Wyoming on a whim and she had to rebuild her career. So now she was set and stable again with a good job and good career in a good place, and Cody came back to her again, oh, actually, we're moving to Utah, and you got three days. Sorry, son. So when he started to say that, we were like, what is he talking about? Then cut to Janelle, confirms exactly what she said in the book. Yeah, because of course, she's like, no, that's not what it was. Seems like he's misremembering. He's remembering things in a very convenient light, it seems. This next part was heartbreaking. Suki is going to confront Cody basically about his motives for adding Christine to the family. And this was something that's been speculated about by the fandom for a very long time. And he just says it. Look, Christine's family, they're kind of like plague royalty, right? They're these big, important names in the church. And she wanted to join our family. So I was like, sure, because that'll just elevate my status in the church. Oh, not even wanting to. She was begging to join this family, dying for it. So he married her to pump up his ego. And then he said, I was a polygamist. It was all about ego. It's all about ego, baby. Past tense. Is he a polygamist anymore? Oh. I mean, we know he hasn't been living as one. I'd just like to point out, I think the first episode that we ever did, we referred to Christina as the princess die of polygamy. <laughs> and, and I thought it was painfully ironic that one of her interviews that she did in a magazine, Princess Di was on the cover of People magazine this season as well, too. Thought that was odd. You know, like the Princess died commemorative shirts? Wait, someone needs to make those, but with Christine. Oh, you know what we'll need to do? We'll need to make a Princess Di beanie baby. <laughs> <laughs> exclusive sister wives exclusive. beanie babies? Yes, exclusive, of course. 
All right, now everybody has to rewatch the knife in the kidneys rant. That was really painful to sit through for how many times have we had to watch it now? I My don't God. even know. I've seen it so many times. But yeah, Christine is sitting through it again and she vocalizes exactly what we were all feeling about to watch Cody's meltdown again. Oh, yay. <laughs> Robin looks confused. We're watching the part where Christine says that she's super close with Janelle and Robin's just like, huh? I'm close with Janelle, obviously, but not really the rest of you adults. And why is that shocking to Robin? I don't know, because Robin was also there during the conversation where she said that. And also, they've been accusing Christine of being so distant and not having a close relationship with Robin and Mary. And then Christine is raising her eyebrows when Mary says that she's seen the disdain that Christine has had for her over the years. So we got we got a couple of good reactions. Then we have to go to Cody. He's still shitty over the part where Janelle got up and gave Christine a hug after he had sped off. And he's stuck on that because we come back to that conversation later on. But we're going to circle back with Christine. Sookie wants to know, how did you stay so calm in the moment? Because Cody is screaming like a maniac and you perfectly zen in that chair. And she's like, honestly, I don't remember. I don't remember what I was doing. I I just was kind of there. She did say Cody's never yelled like that before. Yeah. And she didn't understand the accusations that they were making. I'm sure it was more confusing than anything because she wasn't mean to anybody. But she then started to think about, well, maybe I just didn't let Robin in as much as Robin wanted to be let in. And so that is seen as rejection from Robin. That's mean. That's unforgivable. Apparently. Obviously. Now we cut back to Cody. He is still ranting to Sookie about the whole hug situation. And he claims that Christine was talking shit about all her sister wives to him. This is what is so upsetting to him that she and Janelle now have a good relationship because for two years, she told him that he was sleeping with the enemy. And he was like, look, Christine, I love Janelle. She's my wife. I'm in a a relationship with her. I love her. How could you say these terrible things about her? I think it's just Cody trying to understand how can Christine still have a bond with Janelle and how can Janelle still have a bond with Christine even after all of this? Because that's what Christine pointed out at one point as well, too, was she got really close with Janelle after they moved to Flagstaff. So that was kind of a more recent development in their relationship to be as close as they were. Right. So this is some somewhat new. Because this doesn't even line up with what he's trying to claim. Because then Suki even asks him, she's like, oh, so Christine has a problem with Janelle? And he's like, well, no, not now. Obviously, they're like BFFs. Now, Suki digs deep into a page of questions that the producers must have known Cody was not going to like and asks him, who do you trust, Cody? Because it doesn't sound like you trust Christine. Well, he knows who he trusts. And Suki has to ask him, okay, well, say the name. Of the person that you trust then? Nah, not today. We can discuss that another time. What, what do you mean another time? This is a tell-all. We're here filming it for one day. Ask me next season, Sookie. So what's Janelle's takeaway on the meltdown? The main thing that was alarming for her was the sacrifices to love. Obviously, that's not very healthy. If you are under the impression that you were making sacrifices to love someone, that's probably not good, right? Is that a self-realization that Janelle has had over the past few months, maybe? This whole time, I felt like the vibe was, I'm done with him. Especially watching that footage in particular back, it just seemed like, I don't know, I don't think they're really separated. I think this is more than a separation, but 
We'll watch it play out. Well, this is where she's like, well, look, I mean, he's framing it as, well, Christine was a bad sister wife, but you're just saying that she was a bad sister wife to one sister wife in particular, Robin, your favorite wife. So what does that mean? She didn't really like the fact that Cody has told her for years that he can't take sides. Don't come to me. I can't take a side. I'm not going to take a side among my wives. But then it seems like in this situation, he has taken Robin's side. And that's been pretty clear. And consistently taking Robin's side for everything from now on. That's what's been going on. And not even Cody picking a side. It's like, can you just at least understand that there are two different sides to this? No, he's not even addressing that. Robin's right. You're wrong. You have wronged Robin. You have wronged me. Because how many times does Robin have to come to this family? Cap in hand. <laughs> so tired of hearing that <laughs> phrase. Because Suki even mentioned it jokingly to Janelle and she was like, oh God, you think you've heard it a lot. I've heard it more than that. So Robin is up to bat again and she's trying to explain the issues that she had with Christine. This was kind of weird because it felt like she had to go way back to when she first joined the family. In the beginning, Christine made snarky comments to her. She told her, you know, how things are going to go. She would pull rank on her. Really, there was nothing in particular that she could point to, which was interesting. But also, like, can we talk about when that was, when Christine was nine months pregnant and Robin was trying to get added to an overnight with Cody on a regular basis before she was even married to him? You mean those times when Christine was upset with you? Robin did a lot of shitty stuff at the beginning. Oh, yeah. The dress, the the 11 day honeymoon. Kissing him before they ever got married. A lot of stuff that Christine for sure was not okay with. A lot of sketch. Sketchy stuff. So, yeah, to just gloss over that and be like, I don't know why they didn't like me or didn't trust me. They just never let me in. And it's like, well, I think there's a couple reasons. That's a good example of a spot where Sookie needed some more follow-up questions. Let's dig a little deeper into that. Particularly in Robin's case. Well, do you think that there was any sort of reason? Oh, absolutely. That's what I mean. Why they wouldn't trust you or why there would be some discomfort there in the relationship? Why not say, do you think that it upset Christine when you went on an 11-day long honeymoon when she had a newborn at home? Would you be okay with a sister wife doing that if you had a newborn? Is that resentment? What is that? Even when Cody talks about it, he makes it out like Robin's the victim because he says, I told Robin, stop groveling. Just stop. Christine's never going to love you. Just like I'm never going to love her. <laughs> so just stop. Put your cap back on your head. Take it out of your hand. Then Sookie confronts Christine about the whole shit talking thing. Look, were you saying things about your sister wives? And this I thought was reasonable because Christine says, like, I thought I was just venting about other family members to my husband. The same way that Cody would vent and complain to Christine in those conversations about other family members as well, too. Thought this was like a sounding board, sort of. Private conversations where, you know, marital, you talk it out and then you get over those feelings. The marital conversation that was happening, support system type of a thing. Didn't know until right now, as Suki's explaining this, that is what he was upset about. Those conversations. Which also is amazing, right? Because he's been accusing her of being mean to her sister wives, but she didn't apparently actually do anything directly to them. It was just in her complaining about them to Cody that she was mean. And then this is where, again, Suki kind of drops the ball because she starts blaming Christine. Well, then why didn't you say that in that moment? Why didn't you tell him I wasn't being mean? 
She did. She did, Sookie. If you had she watched said, the episode, she said, I don't think I was mean. How was I mean? She said that in response to Cody. Cody clearly was not listening to her, and he was just in full rant mode because then he blows up and goes off the deep end. She did say those things. Also, you know how Janelle mentioned Cody's like a sieve? He leaks everything. <laughs> I could see him going to the next wife's house, like going over to Janelle's house the next night. And then Janelle starts complaining about something. And then Cody tells her everything that Christine was upset about. Oh, you're upset with Mary? Christine was just telling me last night she's upset with Mary for this reason. You think he wasn't doing that and that that's how it got to the other wives? I think so. That's my theory. Just like how that joke with Ken finally made its way around to all the wives. Somehow, Cody kept telling them. But look, Cody's cool with Christine realizing she doesn't fit into the family. She's going to leave on her own accord. He would be okay with that, but that's not what she's doing. She's been shit-talking Cody. To assuage her guilt, she's going to blame Cody for everything. Also, there were some COVID issues still mixed in there too because Cody seems to be clinging to that as a reason for this divorce, for this marriage ending. But it pulled the kids away from him and Janelle. Sure. Really? (laughs) Sure. Christine was the one who convinced everyone that they don't want to have a relationship with you anymore. That's exactly it. This man has literally zero self-awareness. Also, the fact that he's saying Christine's trying to blame him for everything when he is trying to rewrite history that we have documented to blame Christine for things. Absolutely amazing. that That's the maneuver that he's going with here. Telling us that Christine is blaming him for everything and it's not his fault because she's decided to leave. While he is in the midst of rewriting history and blaming Christine for fucking everything in this family. Yeah, we needed a better host to point out some things here. And I'm not I'm not hating on Sookie. I just think we needed someone with a deeper knowledge of the Sister Wives universe. That's it, too. Yeah, it's just even just a historian fact checker. Just put us in her ear so we can say, "Ooh, ooh that doesn't match up. Nope, that doesn't line up. What do you think goes through the producers' minds when they're watching this? Because they've watched all this footage. They've been with this family since the very beginning. Man, yeah, this is stuff you should be catching right out the gate. They're probably like, huh? Hold what, are you, what are you talking yeah, what about? What is this guy talking about? Crazy. But she has to leave a crazy man. She can't leave a good man. Right. That's the lesson here. Christine is doing what she's got to do to find a new man. She can't have left a good man because then other good men will think, hmm, There's something wrong with her. This is risky. This is risky. She leaves good men. (laughs) (laughs) Which is irrelevant because she didn't leave a good man. Correct. It's a hot, steamy load of crap. (laughs) Maybe Cody should Google himself and see what the general sentiment is. Because if somebody meets Christine on the street, she says, look, I'm divorced. You know, let's not say on the street. (laughs) Let's say Christine's on a date. And she explains her background and says, I'm divorced. You know, I was on a TV show. My ex-husband, she starts giving the history. And they do a quick Google of Christine Brown. Oh, here's her husband, Cody Brown. I don't think they're going to get the impression that he was a good guy. Well, I like that the first thing that they'll see is if they Google Cody Brown, his title is listed as Christine Brown's ex-husband. Exactly. Very easy to find him. So that's good. I do like that. Also, you don't have to just leave someone because they're a bad person. Sometimes people get divorced just because they don't have the same hopes and goals and things that they're trying to accomplish in the future. And I don't know why Cody gets so jealous about Christine going and being with somebody else. You've already left and gone with somebody else. You're already with Robin, who you love for some reason. (laughs) And 
a couple of reasons, I guess. I don't know. But you've already done that. You've already moved on. You already have your trophy wife. Why are you going to get shitty that Christine is going to divorce you and then possibly go find something else? Not to say that she even has to. Because again, he's hinging all of her emotional stability and value of being somebody else's wife. Oh, yes. He thinks that the first thing on Christine's to-do list is find a new husband. I need to find a man to validate my self-worth, which is incorrect. That's not what Christine's doing. Now Janelle and Sookie talk about the worst goodbye, which was, again, the party? Can you call it a party? It's not a party. (laughs) That... The get-together, the gathering that McKelty insisted that they have with the whole family the night before Christine moved. Or nights before, because Christine moved multiple times. Uh, Apparently, yeah. The truck was loaded up on this one. They kind of laugh. It was so awkward, you know? It was our family, meaning Christine and Janelle and their kids on one side. And then it was Cody and Robin and their kids on the other. We were just staring at each other. At one point, Cody tried to like move a little bit in the middle of the circle because it seemed a little uh, awkward. Standoffish. There was division. There were sides being taken. A line that was drawn. Robin's crying while watching this, of course. I think she suspected that, oh no, they're on to me. She did get asked why they stood so far away. But she has to remind everyone, the COVID, there was the COVID still. Right. This was after her kids went back to school. I want to point out Flagstaff schools reopened in August and Christine moved in early September. And this was after Cody had gone to officiate a wedding. Correct. And also McKelty and Tony, who are over at Christine's house, came to your house and interacted with you and your children. So at this point, what is the risk? Again, yes. Going to go ahead and call bullshit and want to hold her to a higher standard because that is a dumb excuse to say that COVID was the reason why there was distance and separation. That's not the reason. Just own up to it. I didn't like that we didn't ask about why no one else gave truly a hug goodbye. And I know the answer would have been COVID. But But that's not. No, that's wrong. Again, too, because, yeah, if Cody is giving the hug and then he's getting in the car with you and your children, that's risk. You just did it. That's it. That's exposure. So why wouldn't you just let the kids hug truly? Because it was more fun to emotionally torture everybody and punish them. Because they don't actually want a relationship with you. Right. This is where Robin goes on about how hard it was for her, because again, Robin's the victim in the situation, that Christina told her she didn't want to have a relationship with her or any of her kids. And yet she showed up because she's a good sister wife. Through all of that rejection, still going to show up, still going to say goodbye. She's a saint. Now Suki has some good ass questions. She wants to know from Janelle, what is Christine's type? She's out here, maybe looking to date. Who is it she's looking for? And boy, I was not expecting this answer to come up, even though I'm not as surprised because didn't Christine do videos with her little action figure of this guy from Warcraft? Yes, she already talked about this on TikTok. Yes, I believe Duratan. Duratan, who's an orc warrior from Warcraft. That is her ideal partner, a warrior who also loves his wife. Fawns over his wife, just the way that he looks at her in that opening scene. That is what Christine is after. I just want that kind of love, Suki. Now, Suki clearly did not understand the reference. So she was like, all right, I got I got nothing here. Who's your celebrity crush? Give me a real person, not a fictional character. That's when she hits us with Shamar Moore. What? What? I, yeah, I wasn't what? expecting it. That was... <laughs> and I like how she goes for like an attainable celebrity. Yes. Because he's like on par. It's like he's doing TV. He's done a couple movies, but like... 
I mean, you could send him a message. Just saying, Christine, you could send him a message. You could get in those DMs. They're not they're not monitored by some agent or team. But like Asuki was like, oh, you're not throwing him out of your bed, huh? <laughs> Christine's like, oh, you're Ooh. so bad, Suki. <laughs> the saddest part, though, was that basically Christine's standards have shifted to just wanting someone who treats women well. <laughs> that is the baseline goal that she has now. Just, you know, a person who treats women well. That'd be great. Oh, that yeah. Wow. That's where the bar has been set at post Cody Brown. That's how low Cody Brown's bar is. Robin's still complaining. She wants real relationships with her sister wives that's what she's always wanted. She just wanted to join this big, happy family. That's what she wanted. And they all took it away from her. They took away her dream. Yeah, and she still wants to reconnect with Christine. She's waiting on Christine to reconnect because it's up to Christine. It's not up to her. But she doesn't want a fake surface-level relationship. She needs the real connection. She needs the real deal, if you will. Okay, here's the thing, though. You are Truly's, I guess, stepmom, right? You are also Truly's caretaker when she is in your home. So you need to at least have a surface level relationship with Christine. I don't think she's going to see it that way. I don't think so either. (laughs) I think she's going to go tit for tat because Christine said she didn't want a relationship with Robin or Robin's kids. So now Robin doesn't want a relationship with Christine or Christine's kids. (laughs) That explains why Truly hasn't been in the she Chateau. Yeah, she does not have a room waiting for her. Because, yeah, at this point, Robin, she admits it's unfair. They're taking all this stuff away from her. All this dream, the dreams that she had. And she's really angry. She's angry at all of her sister wives. She feels like she's been cheated. And all they've done is scapegoat her this whole time. She's an scapegoat. She's an scapegoat. And I'm surprised that she is showing anger, which is a very masculine emotion. We've learned from Cody because it's the only emotion that he's allowed to show. But... Maybe some of that's just carrying over from Cody because she has to mirror everything that Cody's doing. So Cody has been very upset and angry. So now Robin is displaying some of that anger as well. How many things do you think Cody has said to her to make her upset at these other people? Oh, plenty of things. Things he's probably made up. Things that are somewhat true. Things from 20 years, 20 years ago. She hasn't been around that long. 12 years ago. But she's not one to fight. She's not a fighter. If the other wives are going to talk shit about her and blame her for things. Robin will take it because she's a saint. She's an easy target, you know, because she's an empath and everything. So it's just, it's hard for her to defend herself. So this is where Suki gets brave. She ventures out with Cody and says, let's go ahead and dig in here and talk about your relationship with Robin. How would you describe that? He he looks at his watch. Now, I don't think that's because... He's implying he doesn't have enough time to answer the question. That was how Suki took it at no, first. He's done with this interview. Right. This is probably the point in the day where she has been asking him back to back questions that he does not want to answer about who he trusts, his relationship with Robin. What does he ask? What does she ask him next week? Something else he doesn't like. Oh, who his favorite wife is. He's like, when am I done? Is it time to leave yet? Am I off the clock? I'm not going to talk about Robin. She's my favorite wife. She's the wife that I live with. 99% of the time, I don't want to talk about her. Uh, my opinion, he shouldn't get paid if he doesn't answer the questions. Just floating that out there, TLC. Let's add it in the contract. So next time, next week, everything's coming to a head. 
part three of the one-on-one. It'll be the culmination of all of this. It looks like that'll have a little bit better of a finish out for us here instead of this episode fell a little bit flat. Yeah, well, they've made us wait for the favorite wife thing. They're making us wait to find out about Janelle and Cody being separated, which they teased before the tell-all even started. The first one, the last episode of the season. That better be in the first 20 minutes of the next episode. It better not be the last five minutes and you leave us on a cliffhanger to tune in next season to see more. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we need to address it. If we're going to talk about it, if you're going to tease it before we even do the tell-all, before we even do the one-on-ones, then we need to address it in some capacity. I'm going to be very upset if next week it just gets shoehorned in at the end. Two minutes at the buzzer. So here's to hoping it's a better episode next time. At least a a little bit more... uh, Surprising? Exciting? More new information. Yes, that's what we need. New information. Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Be sure to chat with us about the episode on our Discord channel by joining our Patreon, patreon.com slash surviving pod. Stay tuned. Share with friends. See you next week. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 